0: The University of Arkansas continues to observe its sesquicentennial and Ozarks at large doing its part to commemorate the first 150 years of the U of A. Charlie Allison, the executive editor at University Relations at the University of Arkansas, continues for us his tour through the school's history. In the early 1920s, Raul Afordo Añanos was attending the University of Chicago. He had come from Peru to study medicine, but the loud, busy streets of Chicago and its enormous, cavernous buildings were not to his liking. In an almanac of universities, Raoul came across a description of the University of Arkansas. He later told a U of A publicist, quote, The almanac said the school was a good one, that the climate was good, that there were mountains, the expenses were low, and so I came. (laughs) I like this town, he said. The mountains were not quite as rugged as the Andes surrounding his hometown of Ayacucho, but the rolling residential streets of Fayetteville reminded him of home. He was, as far as I've found so far, the first student of Latin American heritage to attend the university. He was only here in Fayetteville for a semester and then transferred to the university's School of Medicine in Little Rock. He became a member of Chi Zeta Chi, the medical fraternity. I lost track of him there and assumed he returned to Peru at some point. During the 1920s and 1930s, students of Latin American or Spanish heritage found their way to the university. But in the early 1940s, the university's board of trustees voted to offer six scholarships to, quote, brilliant and outstanding students from Central and South American countries. About a decade later, the College of Agriculture began an international agricultural mission to Panama in 1951, or 70 years ago this year. It was the first time a public research university in the United States had established this kind of mission. The college sent two dozen researchers and faculty members to Panama, led by Professor Paul Noland, to establish a teaching, research, and extension program similar to the U.S. Extension Service model. The program helped stimulate the growth of Panama's agriculture, but also developed a strong connection between the Panamanians and the Arkansans a relationship that grew wider to include academic exchanges, shared research, and economic cooperation. Among the Panamanian students who came to the university were two brothers, Ricardo and Mario Martinelli, who each earned a Bachelor of Science in Business Administration in 1973 and 1974 respectively. They returned to Panama and Ricardo Martinelli went into banking initially and then became an entrepreneur before running for office and being elected President of Panama in 2009. The high growth in Latino enrollment during the last two decades, however, resulted not from international exchange students, but rather from Arkansas graduates who were of Hispanic or Latino heritage. Beginning in the 1990s, Hispanic and Latino families began moving to Arkansas for jobs in the growing Northwest Arkansas economy. By about 2005, the sons and daughters of these families began reaching college age in significant numbers. In many instances, though, these sons and daughters were undocumented, often because their parents had entered the country without obtaining a proper visa or work permit. That situation made the college price tag significantly more costly because the state of Arkansas deemed undocumented students to be ineligible for in-state tuition. Similarly, state-sponsored scholarships, such as the Arkansas Challenge Scholarship, would not be offered to them for the same reason. Nevertheless, programs at the university began recruiting Latino students. The Limkey Project, created by the Journalism Department, brought Latino and Marshallese High School students to campus on a series of Saturdays, and they learned the basics of reporting and broadcasting through hands-on lessons, publishing their own paper by the end of the project. The Office of Admissions began a campus day, inviting more than 200 ninth and 10th grade students to campus to learn about the academic programs available what life is like on campus, and to meet student leaders and faculty. In 2010, at the national level, Congress nearly approved the Deferred Action for Children Arrivals Act, better known as the Dreamers Act. It was intended to allow children brought to the United States without proper documentation to pursue education at colleges and universities, or to serve in the military without threat of deportation, and to provide a path for them to seek resident status or citizenship. The bill had bipartisan support and passed the U.S. House of Representatives, but failed in the Senate by five votes. Later that same year, Jonathan Chavez, a music major at the university at that time, took a bus to Florida during the winter break to visit his mother for Christmas. When he arrived, however, he was detained by immigration officials. Chavez had been born in Peru, was undocumented, and faced deportation back to his native country, one which he hadn't seen in nearly a decade. His parents had brought him to America when he was 13 years old. They came legally on a tourist visa when they moved their family to the United States. The family settled in Rogers, where Chavez attended junior high and high school, graduating with a 4.0 GPA. His family members obtained green cards, but due to a mix-up, as Chavez turned 18, he was unable to get a green card, leaving him in immigration limbo. At the university, he became a member of the Honors College and studied vocal music, maintaining a 3.8 GPA through his first three years. He joined the Christ of Campus student organization and worked as a counselor at Camp War Eagle during the summers. Pretty typical kid. Chavez did not fit the stereotyped images of people trying to take jobs away from Americans or that of the desperado cartel member trying to smuggle drugs. Yet there he sat in a detention facility in Fort Lauderdale, waiting for the Christmas holiday and all of January while the university classes resumed without him. University of Arkansas officials made a plea to the Office of Homeland Security to release Chavez on bond, and a social media campaign started by friends began drawing national publicity to his detention. He was eventually released on a $1,000 bond in February of 2011. Elizabeth Young, then a U of A law professor steeped in immigration law, took on his representation. Against big odds, Chavez finished his college classes, graduated with honors in 2011, and obtained a work permit in 2012 after President Barack Obama authorized the DACA program. Since then, the Arkansas General Assembly passed an act that allows undocumented students who have lived in Arkansas for a set period of time to pay in-state tuition. Over the last two decades, the number of Latino and Latina students at the University of Arkansas has increased 12-fold. In fact, the percentage of Hispanic students among the overall student population, now 9.7%, is higher than the percentage of Hispanic residents among the overall Arkansas population by two percentage points. It's a pretty amazing feat, and it provides a nice bookend for the success story of two Peruvians, Raul Afordo Ananos back in 1922 and Jonathan Chavez more than 90 years later. Charlie Allison is executive editor at University Relations at the University of Arkansas. Most Wednesdays, he's helping us observe the sesquicentennial of the University of Arkansas. There are other observations, of course, and you can learn about them at uarc.150.edu.